This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. The 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Also brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today, the Saskatchewan Water Security Agency discusses efforts to sample snow for an accurate runoff forecast in March. As well, there are free farm workshops for water management. Farmers won't be able to use strychnine to control gophers this spring, but we take a look at alternatives. Real Agriculture looks at the cattle market, and a new farm podcast in Saskatchewan has been launched. The farm weather's in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. The Saskatchewan Water Security Agency will be in the field at over 100 sites this month across the province. Agency spokesperson Patrick Boyle says the snow water equivalent sampling will be done later this month to create a clear picture of the spring runoff potential for Saskatchewan. The idea here is we're looking at uh, coming out to a number of different sites across the province and and doing some of these snow surveys. And what the snow survey is, is is trying to measure the snow water equivalent in the snowpack or how much water is actually in the snowpack. And that helps us to form that complete picture of what spring runoff potential might be for Saskatchewan in 2023. So we'll take a graduated tube put it into the ground, weigh some samples, and then calculate what the average snow water equivalency is for that area. So what that means is it helps us to understand when that snowpack melts, how much water is in it, and how it could come off in the landscape. And so far it looks like it's going to be below normal or some little bit of normal runoff in the southern grain belt. Yeah, for the most part, we're looking at below normal to near normal conditions for most of southern Saskatchewan in, in the Green Belt area there, which depending on what area you're in, some areas that's an improvement, some areas that's looking for more moisture conditions there or more moisture as we go ahead here in the spring. Yeah, I understand the southwest sure could use some more moisture. Now, you've also put out a, a comment. You're offering free workshops called Ag H2O Onward. Tell me about that. The Ag H2O free workshop, it, it's to uh, introduce farmers and ranchers to the agricultural water management strategy. So th- those workshops really explore the process and benefits of, of looking at getting a drainage approval and those techniques to how best manage water on a producer's land. And you're offering these as a workshop to farmers? Yeah, these are free half-day workshops that are online and in-person until April 2023. So the, uh, the in-person ones start in March, but they're one of those things where we're offering that free workshop to understand how we can support farmers and ranchers across Saskatchewan to manage water on their land. So it's to help look at or prepare well-designed drainage projects? 
Yeah, so I, you know, talk to any farmer and rancher across this province and they'll tell you, you know, one of the things that, that every producer deals with is, is managing water, whether it's Southwest, who has uh, oftentimes some some shortages, or it's the east side of the province who has more of a supply, usually or has to deal with too much water. So there's always some water management that involves with an operation in, in today's agricultural landscape. So these workshops really try to explain what the agricultural water management strategy is in Saskatchewan. And what are the process and benefits of of obtaining those drainage approvals and and the techniques that we can support farmers and ranchers with? Outline some of the practices covered in the course. Yeah, some of those water management practices that they're looking at is surface ditches, tile drainage, wetland consolidation, and and completing a network project with neighboring landowners. And and in doing that, you would use what we call as a qualified person to help those landowners through that regulatory process. How does a farmer register to get involved with the Ag H2 Onward? Farmers and ranchers can learn more and register at agh2oonward.ca and to head to that website, and that's the the best place to start to register and get moving, or you can email agh2oonward at gmail.com. Patrick Boyle is with the Saskatchewan Water Security Agency. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Spalding on 620 CKRM. Saskatchewan farmers may have to soon find alternative methods to strychnine to control gophers. In the past, many farmers and ranchers have used strychnine to control Richardson ground squirrels. Saskatchewan agriculture, insect and vertebrate pest management specialist James Tanzi says starting next month, that's no longer allowed. Pest Management Regulatory Agency of Health Canada issued a uh, decision, uh, a final decision in 2020 uh, that uh, the phase out of strychnine for ground squirrel control would begin. Uh, So that allowed uh, um, manufacture to continue for a year after that. Sales could continue for another year after that. And then use could continue of any material that had been purchased could continue for another year after that so that final year ends on march 4th of 2023 so we're we're, we're staring at that right now uh, so past that use of strychnine for ground ground squirrel control is is no longer legal there are registered alternatives for ground squirrel control tansy says a research project was conducted in saskatchewan and alberta to compare the effectiveness of those products uh, and real tip of the hat to RM111 and uh, also a, a companion study in Alberta with our colleagues uh, with Alberta Agriculture. This study looked at uh, uh, the comparative efficacy and non-target effects of strychnine as the standard uh, versus a couple of zinc phosphide products, so burrow oat bait and ZP rodent oat bait ag. Both of these are zinc phosphide products and they are toxic through the release of phosphine gas under weakly acidic environments. So like an animal gut, animal, animal eats it, produces phosphine gas and you get the toxic effects of that. Uh, we also looked at two anticoagulants, uh, a, a, a chlorfastinone product, uh, Rosol ready to use or RT and a diefast known product, uh, Ramic Green. Uh, our uh, results indicated uh, good efficacy of all of these products. Uh, the best efficacy that we saw in the Saskatchewan portion of the study was with uh, strychnine, the standard, of course, uh, but the, uh, the results were, uh, were uh, comparable to uh, the zinc phosphide products. So zinc phosphide was affic- as efficacious as the strychnine products uh, in the, in the, uh, in the, in the study. 
Tanzi says they will conduct the study again in 2023 in order to gain more information. He suggests farmers should be making inquiries now so they have product available this spring. You know, we want to make sure that we have a really robust data set, but the extension messaging that we're forwarding right now is that the zinc phosphide products are excellent alternatives to strychnine. Um, they also have um, a bit of a benefit is that they're available through commercial retailers. So I, my uh, uh, advice to growers would be to contact the retailers very soon and make sure that they're going to have supplies of that material. And if they've traditionally had uh, ground squirrel populations because of conditions to be warm and dry again in the spring, they could see continued ground squirrel pressure and should be prepared to control those and control them early. So when growers are thinking about uh, you know seeding, they should be thinking about ground squirrel control because you want to you want to hit the adult females, uh, and they're going to be coming up really early, probably first week of March. Everything depends on temperature, of course, and that's where you want to control them before they get their litters. James Tansy is the pest management specialist in Saskatchewan. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney on 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. It's now time for the beef market update here. Let's bring her in. It is Ann Wasco, the Gateway Livestock Exchange. Ann, welcome. Hi, Sean. Good to be here. Okay, let's uh, dig into it. What happened this week in the cattle markets? Well, in the U.S. right now, a little bit on the light test side. Um, of course, last week, just some, some reminders. We had a nice jump. We got that five area price up to 160. And that was kind of a nice mark to see. This week, um, looking to, to see some more gains on that. The asking prices are at 163. They're, um, that's in the south. And the asking levels in the north are close to that 260 delivered. And of course, last week, the trade was 254 in the north. So the markets have been solid. Um, but again, this week's trade quiet, strong asking levels, but uh, pretty quiet at this point in time after last week's nice jump. Um, following up on to support, I think, the wholesale price, choice cutout this morning, um, that, right at that 279.5. Sean, that's 10 bucks higher than last week. So, wow. you know, we talked about, yeah, we talked about the season after that cutout, and it was, you know, pretty weak through January and the first half of February, but it looks like it's turning that corner and starting to make its move in, into spring. So that's great to see for supporting these higher asking levels. And then just wanted to touch on the local market, Sean, also looking stronger. Last week we had a nice jump up to 194 on the live average and 325 delivered dressed in Alberta. This week we're seeing some a little bit of trade already, one to three higher dressed, uh, 327 to 320. So, and um, there's some more asking prices for us to trade closer to 330. So market solid and just icing on the cake, Ontario prices, two to four higher, 332 delivered dressed in Ontario this week. So great, great action. Okay. So any, any update on the carcass weights? Have, have we learned, is, has that changed at all? Because we, we were quite <laughs> heavy in comparison to prior, you know, to the past and even in comparison to the U S. Okay. So I was going to try to keep the good news oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> last week. So we don't have um, the, the last most recent week. It should, it should be in later today, but we're still 
uh, record carcass weights as of two weeks ago. I also, you know, kind of sometimes one will lead the other with these markets certainly looking stronger and, and Packers are certainly, you know, running at some some good kill levels. So, so far here in Canada in 2023, getting through the cattle, I think is we're right on the cusp of it, but still, you know, from a data perspective, running at some pretty heavy, well, record heavy carcass weights. So, then we talk, I'll have some better news on that one, Sean. Yeah, and, and so what does that mean for some of the P&Ls right now from, from a feed yard perspective, Ann? Well, again, it's a big range on depending on when the cattle were bought. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what someone did in terms of feed costs, but generally speaking, cash to cash. And again, there's, you know, 20% of the cattle that trade on, on a cash market roughly, um, on that, on that basis, the cattle would still be in the red. But again, there, there has been hedging opportunities, um, over, over the past year. And so I'm not going to say they're all underwater, but certainly spot to spot they are. We, we de- we're definitely hoping for better margins in in 2023. And, you know, I think we talked about this last time when I was at NCBA, but, you know, I really detected some, just what I felt as optimism. And, and I know that you got to be optimistic to be in the business, but it just, I think there's sort of this, we could see some relief on the feed cost side in the back half of the year. At least that that's what some people are looking at as one of the opportunities. Yeah. So hopefully some relief on that side, you know, from a weather perspective, um, many areas forecast to be in better shape in terms of moisture. Maybe not everybody clear out of the water, but, you know, grass conditions to, um, to cheapen some of these gains down as we go through 2023. But certainly if you look at the feeder market today, Sean, heading into, you know, the, the summer and the second half of the year, depending on the weight class that somebody's buying, um, these markets are on fire. Yeah. So then there's proof of the optimism, right? Exactly. Hopefully one leads to the other. And I, I do think that's the case, but the big unknown as you started with in your conversation is feed cost. Yeah, absolutely. This has been your real agriculture update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Real Agriculture Report has been brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Now the official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, partly cloudy. Wind north 20. The high, minus 19. The low, minus 32 tonight. Wind chill, minus 30 this evening, and minus 42 overnight. That's the wind chill. Wednesday, partly cloudy. Winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. The high tomorrow, minus 23. The low, minus 28. Thursday, partly cloudy. A high, minus 24. The low, minus 31. Friday, partly cloudy, the high minus 21, the low minus 28. Saturday, sunny with a high minus 10, the low minus 14. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high minus 2, the low minus 12. Monday, partly cloudy, the high minus 7. Normal high is minus 5, the normal low minus 17. The sun rose at 7.59 this morning. It sets at 6.25 tonight. And currently... 
Around the province, Estevan is minus 18, Saskatoon minus 24, Swift Current minus 19, Weyburn minus 21, Yorkton is minus 24. The hot spot right now is Cornac at minus 17. Cold spot up north, Uranium City at minus 33. In Regina with cloudy sky, it's minus 20, and that's four below Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north at 20. Humidity is 71%, the barometer rising 101.7. Cloudy in Moose Jaw, minus 20. Winds are from the north-northwest at 15. Once again, Regina, cloudy and minus 20. That's four below Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada. Before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils, maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. The soil is a complicated array of many, many different organisms that are vital for food production. Anne Bickley is a biologist and science writer from the state of Washington. Bickley and her husband, David Montgomery, were guest speakers at the Saskatchewan Soils Conference in Regina last week. If we can get soils back to what I always say is just a normal state, we don't need any super soils or anything like that. But we do need our soils to just be functioning normally because when they function normally, then the benefits of that ripple up into crops, into farm animals, and ultimately into people. Bickley says the lion's share of soil microbials can be found around the plant root. Plants are actually feeding these microbial communities with compounds that they produce in their own plant body. They then send them down to the roots, they push them out of the roots, and the microbes consume them. In exchange for all of those goodies that the plant provides to the microbes, the microbes help a plant defend itself. And this is where things get interesting, complicated, and fun, because this has gone on for millions of years in the botanical world, plants and microbes in the soil communicating and cooperating. And so this is a big part of the plant immune system, a big part of how plants defend themselves. Bickley says a good crop rotation helps the soil. Plants produce, think of it as cocktails. And the more different kind of plants you have on a farm or in a field, the more different kind of cocktails they're pushing out into their roots to feed all of these microbes. And that makes for a more diverse microbial community, which then cycles back to the plant in terms of a more robust and comprehensive way of helping plants defend themselves and spur their immune system and things like that. As for traditional fertilizer, Bickley had these comments. Certainly make plants grow. That's what nitrogen is all about. But the downside of fertilizers is they don't feed the microbial community. The problem with fertilizers is, just put it this way, they're really not the preferred diet for these microbes. They don't nourish and they don't feed them. And so that has all kinds of negative ripple effects on soil health, on 
this communication and relationship between crops and their microbiome. And Bickley is a biologist and science writer who was a feature speaker at the Saskatchewan Soils Conference in Regina last week. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. A new podcast has been developed in Saskatchewan to connect producers with consumers. The idea is to accurately answer any questions the public has about food production. The Ask a Farmer podcast comes directly from Farm and Food Care Saskatchewan's consumer brand, Canadian Food Focus. Reporter Kira Miller spoke to podcast host Clinton Monchuk, who in addition to his work with Farm and Food Care is involved in the family's egg-producing farm in the Lanigan area. The idea was to bring a lot of the food kind of content to consumers with the undercurrent of how that food is being produced. We have articles online, we have videos, we have social media posts. We have a whole kind of different branding strategy around that to engage with consumers. The podcast is one added benefit that we see. We see more and more of of consumers and people in general are listening to podcasts and we feel this is a great way to have a conversation about food and some of the different subjects that are out there that consumers are interested in and have them listen to us. Sometimes in an article or, or maybe a, a one or a two minute video clip, you don't get all that information and, and have some of those extra questions answered. The podcast gives us the ability to do that. So it's a, another added benefit of uh, being part of uh, Canadian Food Focus. I agree. Like podcasts are growing in popularity all the time. That's what everyone's talking about. Exactly. Exactly. And even when I talk to my own peer group, right, and and people that, you know, I see on a daily basis, they're talking about different podcasts that are out there and they have different interests. And this is definitely a food focused uh, podcast. What kind of specific topics will you explore with the podcast? Well, actually, we do a lot of work with the Canadian Centre for Food Integrity. So they usually help us identify what Canadian consumers are looking for in terms of information about food or different concerns they have with the food industry. Case in point, our first topic, we're going to be talking about food inflation and how everyday consumers can save money at the grocery store. And it's a great opportunity to walk through some of the ways that you can save money as a family, but also the reasons why food inflation exists right now to such a high degree. That's something that we've heard that consumers are concerned about. They have concerns or or questions about how cattle are raised, how can we eat better each day. So these are a lot of the subjects that we're going to be talking about and expanding on them with different experts from across the country in in an effort, again, to engage with them and, and making sure that if they have other questions about food or farming or ranching that they can ask us and and we'll try and make a podcast specifically about that later on. How do you see the podcast as well as the understanding between residents of Canada and the farmers and experts who grow their food? How do you see that benefiting the industry? It's actually quite a few different facets to that. So one is when there's a stronger understanding of how the food is grown, there's a stronger trust. When there's a stronger trust, then all of a sudden a little bit of that worry that exists from consumers purchasing, whether it's different products that they're interested in or new products, a lot of that concern is is, uh, lowered. 
That's Clinton Monchuk, the host of the new Ask a Farmer podcast. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, and other large podcasting platforms. Here's the market updates with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Market update is brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tallman has been your trusted building material supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. And Farm Fresh Water, they'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. And Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. Looking for the perfect vehicle? They'll find a match that exactly fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. Grain prices at Viterra were showing upward movement in early trading. Canola rose 370 at $820.52. Number one red spring wheat increased a dollar three at 418.75. The rest were unchanged. Durham 451.77. Feed barley 367.58. Chickpeas 1058.22. Flax 636.98. Lentils 704.50, oats 229.32, yellow peas 463.55, and feed wheat 289.56. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for March went down one and a quarter cent at 9.29 a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 6:20 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock, 842-4574. Now, the latest quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of February 21st. Our last regular sale is on fe- February 15th. D1 and D2 cows sold from $1 to $1.14. D3 cows sold from $0.90 cents to $1. Counter cows sold from $0.75 cents to $0.85. Cents. Half rats sold from $1.50 to $1.80. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.25 to $1.43. We had a pre-sorted calf sale on February 13th. It was a good day to sell cattle in Weyburn. We're always working hard to put extra money in your pocket. 400 to 450 pound steers averaged $3.09 and sold up to $3.30. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged $3.09 and sold up to $3.35. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $3.07 cents and sold at the three dollars at thirty five cents. Five fifty to six hundred pound steers averaged three dollars and sold up to three dollars and eighteen cents. Six hundred to six fifty pound steers averaged two ninety and sold up to three dollars and ten cents. Six fifty to seven hundred pound steers averaged two dollars and eighty cents and sold up to two dollars and ninety six cents. Seven hundred to eight hundred pound steers averaged two dollars and sixty four cents and sold up to two dollars and seventy seven cents. And eight hundred to nine hundred pound Pound steers averaged two dollars and fifty three cents and sold up to two dollars and sixty four cents. Heifers were about forty to forty five cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. And today's pork prices one ninety one eighty five per CKG. Coming up, the resource report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on six twenty CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the resource report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. Research published in the journal Environmental Science and Technology suggests heavy oil facilities in Saskatchewan are releasing almost four times as much methane as they report to government. Industry generally relies on an estimate of how much methane comes to the surface for each barrel of oil. 
then multiplies that measurement by how much oil is produced. But study author Matthew Johnson, an engineering professor at Carleton University in Ottawa, says the amount of methane associated with oil is highly variable, which makes calculations based on that ratio unreliable. Methane is a gas emitted as a byproduct of oil production that's often rated as 25 times more potent a greenhouse gas than carbon dioxide. Johnson and his colleagues used the latest airborne technology, as well as ground-based sensors, to measure methane emissions from 962 heavy oil facilities in Saskatchewan that use the so-called CHOPS technology, which uses sand to help force oil to the surface. They found those sites released 3.9 times as much methane than was reported to government inventories. That's more than 10,000 kilograms per hour as compared to the nearly 2,700 kilograms per hour industry reports. Methane emissions do not face the same taxes as carbon dioxide releases, but that's changing. The United States is discussing putting a price on released methane under its Inflation Reduction Act. Johnson says good information will be key to knowing which wells will remain profitable as such price regimes spread. He says if you imagine a price on methane, many of those wells could be uneconomic. On the markets, the TSX is down 219 points at 20,295. The Dow has fallen 516 points to 33,310. Oil has gone up one cent at 76.56 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 74 cents even. U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of the broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news, on your voice for everything ag, 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.